Hello, welcome back to another episode of Pro Try News. If you missed it last week, we had Christian Blumenfeld on talking about his world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about world championship, Olympics, world records, everything. How are we going to top that show? Well, uh, we've tried. Kyle. So our top two, our top two podcasts right now is Christian's episode last week, and then Christian and Gustav after seventeen point three worlds. So, uh, so just switch off now, people. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna get quite boring over the next couple months, uh, as long as we can keep having pro- professional triathletes on. Which this week we're joined by Cat Matthews. Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Mark persuaded me with a drink. So. Uh, and what, are we, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? Espresso martinis. At the moment, we're off out for dinner after this, so we're having a, a pre-dinner espresso martini. It's the first time I've drank wow. spirits in about six weeks, and it's really given me heart palpitation, I'm a bit sweaty. So. And and what about? I mean, do you? The Friday podcast obviously made it a little bit easier for you, to get you on. So I mean, we've seen we've we've seen you pop in for a couple, but it's nice to finally just have you sit in for an entire show. Thanks. It's a real privilege. Uh, I d- it didn't make my top five on my Spotify wrapped. Sorry, it did now, just. But I think that's because I hear most of it anyway. I yeah, didn't have sure. Have to re-listen. Sure, yeah. sure. You just lay in bed whenever Mark's recording, and you're like, "Golly, <laughs> these guys are idiots." Yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually does happen. She hears snippets <laughs> of my end of the conversation from downstairs, and then she goes, "I, I go text upstairs. him to tell him he's got it wrong," and he's like, "Oh, damn." Or I go upstairs <laughs> to get in bed, and I get corrected before I'm allowed to go to sleep. So, mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. But yeah, amazing. Weekend ahead, isn't it? Yeah, we got a lot of racing. I mean, Kyle, yeah, you're gonna races. you're gonna have to hustle and get this get this out because we got a big weekend of racing. It's like December yeah, sure. and we got a, a a big one on tap. So, I mean, I think we just you got to do your intros, Kyle. I'm sorry, we interrupted. Pat Lemieux, athlete agent, joining us. Hey, hey. Have you uh you have not found a house yet? No. Nothing, but some stuff finally is popping up again. So I'm optimistic. And when's your when's your wife racing? Sunday morning in, um, where are we racing? Hardyville, South Carolina, population 6,500, three-lap half-marathon course, pancake flat. So I'm kind of excited to see a three-lap half-marathon course. They do a little lollipop to get it started, but then it's a it's a big loop, so should be fun. Any big, big heavy hitters there or no? I mean, a handful. It's a half-marathon national champ, so I think they've got a 30-woman field uh, with their own start. And, no, it should, be, it should be a nice little event. Nice. Decent. And we're also joined by uh, Mark Matthews, triathlon nerd, since Talbot's not here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I never want to pick up Talbot's mantle. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. Evening all. How are we? Uh, so we can get started, dive into 70.3 Indian Wells. Uh, weather for Sunday looks great. Uh, sunny, about 56 for a low, 89 for a high. Pretty hot day. Flat and fast course with a lake swim. $50,000 on the line, three men's slots, and three women's slots. Uh, we have Lionel Sanders, Mika Tag- Tagholt, Yella Gins, Chris Lieferman, Vincent Louie. I mean, Am I missing any any heavy hitters? No, I don't. I mean, they're the, they're the, the big favorites, aren't they, that are on the start yeah. list, I think? What do you guys think? What do you think Lionel has to do to make this his third victory in a row at Indian Wells? Beat Vincent. Stay composed nah, I mean, in a swim. 
Oh, go on. That's quite deep for this show. We don't normally. I get. Cat, <laughs> I th- I would like to hear. Can you give some insight into how you know much fatigue we think Lionel's got set in just from Iron Man, Florida, and the snap that it takes to do a seventy point three and be competitive with that speed? Like, can you give any any insight into that? Like, what do you think he might actually be holding? You know, that's left over from from Iron Man, Florida. I think Lionel is probably pretty unique. Um, I think he's probably not comparable to a lot of pro athletes in that respect. He seems to do this a lot. But the first thing I'd say is looking at the prize money and the slots there, that's a high value race. And it probably doesn't matter how much fatigue he's taking into it. It's probably his mindset. Maybe not. Um, Or anybody's mindset. It's all about getting some money at the end of the year. But actually, like, depends on how hard he had to go, I guess, previously to do a fast 70.3 now. It's probably, he's probably just seeing it as a training race. I I really don't know. I haven't watched this week's... uh, race week uh, youtube because you're a big sure. fan of those youtubes aren't you it's excellent <laughs> Love it. Um, we can only say so that because talbot's not here and we try yeah, to never right. give that's, talbot yeah. compliments. we don't want to give him too much praise yeah so i think you know obviously the the sneaky name on here is that mika Taghold, and and frankly i didn't know him but i know that you know lionel has him as him you know pegged as a guy and acknowledged that he was fourth at 70.3 worlds at saint george um so obviously a, a fantastic field this year. I think I would imagine that, you know, him and Chris Lieferman are, are going to throw up a pretty big fight, even though, you know, all eyes are, I, I would say it's it's not for dispute. Everybody's on, everybody's looking at Lionel, Yelagines and uh, Vincent Louis. So I, I guess between for the top five, I think we're going to have a, a fantastic men's race on our hands. Yeah, I, 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 it's, I really think it's down to Vin. I think it's actually Vince on Lewis to lose. I know he's not had a great 70.3 yet, but he seems to be fit coming back. Like, it's, it's, so these short course athletes seem to take on 70.3s really well, but I always underestimate how good Lionel is over a 70.3. And then I remember it every time I watch him race, like, he really can run fast. Um, but he's going to be gapped by Vincent. I mean, if he if he thinks he's seen fast swimmers in some of these races recently, he's not seen Vincent, has he? And Vincent no. really will swim away from him. So, so he's going to have so his work cut out. Obviously, obviously, Vincent and Yellow Geens are going to go just blast that swim as hard as possible. What are we speculating the deficit's going to be? Cat, where, I'm, I'm where, gonna, did, I'm, where did Mika, Mika get out? In St. George. I don't know. I apologize. Yeah, no, the, I don't the know. The rules of this show is none of us know anything, so we try not to ask each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I have learned we that. Don't wanna, um, it's just a lot of... A, we, yeah, it's very yeah, little... We don't really you know, know what we're doing. But I would suspect yeah. then he would be up there, right? He'd be behind oh, that group. Yeah. And Chris is a decent swimmer. I don't know how much he's put in this year, so they'll be, I mean, do, be chasing... Do we think... Chris, is, Chris has been injured most of the year, so but that, him coming back from injury will be... Yeah. Do we think Lionel could keep it to sub 230 deficit if we want to just throw numbers around or what do we think wetsuit swim 15 see i think we've been fooled a bit i know lionel swimming's got much better but but gustav didn't swim particularly well in florida i I still think he loses two minutes to vincent louis over sat in in florida he was super comfy. You know, Vincent Louis can Mika, swim Mika from... came out of the water fifth place at 70.3 world so. so he can yeah. really so he can swim <laughs> So, I, I mean, those, I mean, look, Mark, we know those guys are going to absolutely blast the swim as hard as possible. I mean, I think, I think if he came out two minutes down, he'd feel like that was a fantastic swim again. I agree. I think that's probably where he's at. I, I would guess. Cause yeah, Mika got out behind Sam Mappo, Ben Canute, Daniel Backgaard. So he, 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 he wants to try and hold Vince on in the swim. I imagine that's probably what he's thinking. 
whether well, he, he also had his he also had his career worst swim, I believe, is what he mentioned last year at Daytona, and well, his gap out of the water there was what three minutes? Three twenty. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe that's a bit. Maybe three minutes is a bit unfair then. Yeah, yeah it was like three, three and a half, three and a half to uh, Henry Schumann and Vincent Louis. But so. talking from someone who was also in that, obviously the women's race at Daytona, it was very unique, and I don't think yeah. that's a line or problem. I think that was a unique situation to that race and that start line. But so let's go two minutes. So then Lionel has to chomp two minutes into Vincent Louis on the bike, um, which I can see happening, but I don't then see him gapping Vincent Louis. So it's a running race. The run, the runs on a hilly, I would say, semi cross country golf course type course. So, it it will come down to the run. It sounds like we're a bit torn. As a, normally we agree on everything, so I'm going Vince on Louis. What are you saying, Kyle? I think Pat's going to go Lionel. So I'm going to go. Uh, you, could, you can pick. I think else. I think Jelly I think Jelly Beans is still a little uh, distraught after not being able to race in the Olympics. I think he could. I think uh, he's going to show yeah. out. Jelly yeah. Beans. Okay. Yeah. Um, Pat, what are you saying? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Lionel on this one. I feel like just the the energy that's around him and the excitement to race, which is something that we keep speaking about. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I just think he's his his bike position just looks so much better. And yeah, I'm hearing that the course, I'm hearing that the course is is not um, is just very rough, and that the the road surface is is much like what you guys are riding in the UK where it's just very, very heavy roads. And I think that suits somebody's style like Lionel where he's got a deeper, you know, larger cadence uh, and just, it's a raw power thing. So I, I think it's going to be absolutely, it's going to be really ugly. Obviously when you see Lionel run next to Vincent, you got, you've got just like two, <laughs> like such, such a juxtaposition, happened? right? Where it's like Lionel's, I mean, look, Lionel's not a beautiful runner and, I saw Vincent training uh, super well out on the gravel roads here in Boulder roughly two weeks ago, and he he looked um, very very composed in in what would have been a the end of a deep running set. So um, I, I hope we have a great race. It, it'd be it'd be super fun to see those guys run shoulder to shoulder. We'll be glued to our glued to our track. And lost one cat. I'm taking Mickey. I think uh, he'll be wanting to cement his fourth place in the world and not wanting anyone to beat him. So. That's my wild card. Wow, so we, none of us agreed. So we move on to the women's race. So we've got Sarah Bishop, Grace Thick. Um, we don't think Chelsea Sidoro, uh, Ali Brower, um, and do we think Tara Grosnova is racing? Yeah, she, I think she is. And then um, podcast favourite, Tamara Druitt. Um, yeah. Racing. <laughs> no comment. Carl, do you want to take it away, mate? Uh, yeah, Tamara's had the top three fastest run split overall of all time in 70.3, so it's tough to bet against her. Where did running she come? One thirteen. George, Carl? Ooh. Sorry, I was just double-checking. Oh, I'm not allowed yeah. to ask questions. Sorry. Tamara drew it. You were in the race. Why are you asking us? Well, you I'm were literally checking. in the race. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean, look. 
Ka- is Kat trying to see if her run split was faster no, than yours? No, I'm not. <laughs> Grace was just behind her, which is what I was looking at. Uh, so Grace, that it's yeah. There's other people. She in got she got thir- she got thirteenth at seventy point three worlds, but she had the fast. I think she was the fastest run split. Just of the after day. Lucy, probably. No, no, Pamela Oliveira outran her. Really? And Lucy outran her. Four. Yeah. Pamela Oliveira one oh no that was no sorry Pamela Oliveira so. was ten minutes slower and a few seconds so I just got the little numbers mixed up there apologies <laughs> yeah, but the two pure runners are going to be the two pure runners are going to be Grace Thack and Tamara Jewett so if yeah. it comes down to the run it'll be between those two Grace is kind of a smaller uh, Grace is like tiny little, Grace yeah, Grace really has them um, I touched Grace's coach or at least people certainly did used to work with her finding bikes is a problem for Grace. Um, to find the geometry for small riders can be really tricky. So, yeah, she's tiny. So I think Tamara Jewett, basically. Yeah. yeah. That's what That's I'm going with. If I think Chelsea's not there. Yeah, if Chelsea's there, Chelsea's there. Yeah, if Chelsea's not there. And she won yeah. it, was in 2018. So. Yeah. But I, th- I think Tamara Jewett is raised to lose there, to be honest, probably. Anything else on uh, India Wells? It looks like a nice race. Is it being broadcast live? Do we know? Probably not. The only 70.3 they've done is 70.3 Worlds, so... That's a shame, because uh, that could be a really good one to watch, that, that Lionel Vincent battle. So that would be a shame. So whoever's there on the grounds, get tagging us in your social media stories for perfect yeah. examples. Look into my stories on Catstream on how you uh, <laughs> broadcast a race on Instagram. That's right. Drink beer That's right. and film the old clip. That's right. Uh, uh, we Western Australia. Beautiful race. You love this, don't you? We went there on our honeymoon. <laughs> we so we got married and um, we had a honeymoon to Australia where Kat decided to do her first Ironman as Not part of it. Not quite accurate. So we had to sit around and prep for a race for the entire first week of our honeymoon. Um, you loved it. And then we went there. So the past year, Alistair Brownlee won. Um, Terenza Bizones won there. Teresa Adams had a really good race there. It's basically an incredibly fast course. If it's not really windy and if it's not extraordinarily hot, it's really fast, would you say? Yeah, the roads are so smooth. There's like a few of those routes that come out onto the tarmac, but other than that, it's beautiful. A few t- dead turns and then, yeah, the run just gets really hot. So I think that's the biggest thing. And the, um, the sea was perfectly flat yeah. when you were there. Yeah. And the, the roads as well are completely sheltered by trees. You could see a really, really fast time on this course. It's not, it's not a Cosmo, but it's, it, you can go very, very fast here. Um, but... We don't have many international athletes racing because as I keep calling it and keep getting told off for, this is one of our fishbowl races in Australia because um, they're taking this COVID-19 especially seriously over there and uh, we've got a pretty much all Australian field. So in the men's race, you've got Steve McKenna, Tim Van Berkel, who's raced there a few times, Matt Burton has raced there a few times. Um, can any of them go sub 7.45, which Ali did in 2019? I don't think so. To be honest, maybe a Tim Van Berkels, but he's you know he's not a, uh, a whippersnapper anymore. Um, so there's only 11 men racing, and there are only three women racing. Kylie Simpson, uh, Kat, that next name's yours to pronounce, please. Kate Bevelikawaka. In the <laughs> in the perfect pro try new style. Thomas. And Sarah Thomas in the perfect pro try new style. We've butchered yet another name. So oh. Kate Bevelikawaka. What? Yeah, there you go. That's close enough. Uh, so it's, uh, I think that race is a no-brainer. Kyle, what do you reckon? You're, you're... Yeah, I think Kylie wins it for sure. Sarah's, Sarah Thomas is in her rookie season. Uh, I mean, I don't know if she has what it takes to, to beat someone that's already won an Ironman at 
to, at uh, Ironman Kansas here, um, which Kylie did. So I don't think she beats her. And Kate, I think she's a she's a veteran, so she'll probably get second place, um, depending on what Sarah does, if she blows up or goes too hard or whatever. And that bags her a case lot, doesn't it? Yeah. So because yep. Kylie Simpson's got hers, so second place of three here gets you a Kona slot. And that's um, if Kate even wants it. If she's a veteran to the sport, as in, is she still racing competitively a lot, or is she a vet? Did we say no, she I think she 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 posted on her Instagram that she had just jumped into the race and she fun, didn't too. decide until a couple of weeks before. So. So even if she did come second, she might well turn down a Kona slot. So it's, it could be a guaranteed uh, Kona slot for whoever finishes the race. Which has happened. You've seen it in the UK. Ironman UK as yeah. well. So there's been a few of those recently. Um, That's a wild. It, basically, the, the, the highlight of this race is telling people to go and do it or at least go to that part of Australia. It's really, really beautiful, Western Australia. Going up from Perth to Bustleton, it's definitely a bucket list race. I'd go in. For UK listeners, you can direct flight Perth. You can get there from all over the world. I think it's one of the, the prettiest races I've ever been to. So. The, the the racing itself might not be that exciting though to be quite honest hey, it's an individual time trial isn't it it's a chance for them to all all do their best if it's not a real competitive race I love it and Steve McKenna coming back from his injury he he did a Olympic distance race after he broke his toe and then now he's this is his first like real race back so it'll be it'll depend on how far off the front Tim Van Berkel and uh, Matt Burton come uh, depends on where Steve McKenna ends up Uh, I think we've lost you on audio, Mark. And then Mark. we have the big one. I, sorry, I switched the mic on mute to try and You're educate good. Kat on how you talk to a microphone and you don't turn away from it. Um, <laughs> so we've, we've had the education period over. I've and, been told. Uh, <laughs> uh, the big oh one is Clash Daytona. We love the name Clash. We talked about how great it was, that rebounding. Um, it's made us more inspired and excited to watch the race because it's called Clash. Um, That's Pat, not why. Pat, you loving it? I'm loving it. I have just a really, I have a really easy, hopefully an easy question to answer. Why would athletes, what, what's the motivation on how athletes chose to race this weekend at the Daytona race versus at Indian Wells? What would have been the mindset there and like how they chose those two races? Is it double the prize money? I just saw 50,000. And is that total think, or is that for each? I thought it no, was No, I less. think that was a, that was a uh, mistype. I think it's double the prize money. Clash yep. also puts you up for like three days. Okay. Um, and it's relatively accessible. It's all in one place. I I don't yep. know about Indian Wells personally. Uh, but uh, sorry. So do we think though that was it? Would there be any in, like motivation to go to Indian Wells to get a seventy point three slot, or do we think that most of the people that are doing Clash will think they think believe that they'll get it somewhere else, and they wanted to do Daytona because they simply think it's a better race on that weekend. It's a little, little bit of also, every, little bit of everything. Do you want to race Christian Blumenfeld? Like, yeah. Do you actually want to go and race him? Like, you've really got to want to race him. And I mean, I, can I, you I, beat him? Yeah. Can Lionel beat him? No. Depends on if you want to get well, throttled before the I, end of the. I mean, I, sorry for all the people listening, but like, if you want to go and race. <laughs> Christian Blumenfeld coming off one of the best races we've ever seen. Yeah, but I'm saying in the case of and get beat right before the end of the year, that's not that that wouldn't be my. Uh, and they were all on this year. start list, weren't they? And then Vincent switched from this to yeah, India Wells, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I think the question though too. I mean, like I'll give 
you know, got a little bit of inside baseball on Lionel's motivate or inspiration to go do Indian Wells. It's a five hour drive from his house versus a, a day flight to Daytona. Yeah. So that, that was part of, you know, his decision-making process, but I'm just curious of the other people, like what, okay, we, I mean, I think we know that the accommodation and Daytona, Daytona makes it a little bit easier for athletes to get there and the prize money's better. So that's you, probably the you, big one. If you were going stateside, you'd have raced this, wouldn't you, Daytona? Okay. Um, yeah, personally, I don't know. I, I honestly, do, I think maybe it's just unique. I haven't heard about enough about 7.3 Indian Wells. Like I didn't really even see it yeah. on the calendar, which is my, my uh, fault. Yeah. But I think one of the other factors is, is sort of tactics as well, like playing to your strengths. So obviously it's a 2K swim at Daytona and it's a normal middle distance in Indian Wells. So the swimmers, like you've got Sarah Perez Sala and you've got um, Lucy Hall, they're obviously going to go towards, even Indy Lee, they're always going to go towards the race that's going to have a bigger swim. So, I don't know, tactics. Agree. And is the bike, the bike's the ATK there? And Yeah, yeah. Two, two 80-18. Yeah, so it's it's an absolute no-brainer if you're, if you're a swim athlete, like those girls, for sure. And actually the riding as well. I mean, it's around that track. It, it, that's through some people last year with the staying in the position the whole time. But I think um, I think people have got more and more used to that as a concept. These flat races, that's more and more what it's demanding. So, yep. Yeah, and the reason Clash obviously had all of the people on the start list to start with is because they advertised it in a slightly unique way and they got everyone to sign off in September on a selection yep. p- process. So that might be why it looks like there was a really good field and it's dropped off so much. Yeah, yeah, fair oh, enough. Because we had this banter before, didn't we? I started right. talking about this start list ages ago and Pat laughed at me and said, how many people do you think will still be on this come the day of the race? And to be fair, he was right. I mean, <laughs> there was every name you've ever heard of on there and it doesn't yeah. quite look like it's transpiring. But, but I think yeah, it's, I mean, still, it's, a, great. it's obviously going to be a great, a great field again. It's just not quite, you know, it's not what the race was last year. That's all. No. But it is going to be on Facebook Watch at 11.30 on Saturday. So. And we've already signed up, paid our £1.99. Have we? Yeah. Is that a joint account? <laughs> no. expenses, it's tactics. So Christian Bonnefeldt, uh, Rudy Von Berg, Matt Hansen, Andy Starkovitz, Tom Davies, Ben Canute, Magnus Ditlev, Colin Chartier, James Teagle's out there, isn't he? And Mark Dubrick. Um <laughs> Kyle's first point, so we do, we do notes on here, so I'm attributing this to Kyle. Kyle's first question on the notes is, how much does Christian win by? <laughs> for, for context, for context, 2020, uh, Gustav won by 51 seconds, and then Lionel won in 2019 by 30 seconds, 2018 by a minute and 13 seconds. Was, it wasn't Lionel, it was... Um, man. Well, I'm I a blank. I... I don't think we should Peter, underestimate... Peter Hamrick. Peter Hamrick yeah. beat Andrew Starcott. So I don't think we should underestimate Magnus Ditlev here. Kat's just pointed at him, but I've bigged him up a lot on this show. I, he really rips, you know. He he yeah. got past Alistair Browning in the front of those boys on the bike last year and came off in T1 and first. I mean, he does the same this year because his swimming is so much better and his running is much, much better. Does he beat Christian Blumenfeldt? I mean, if Christian's still tired, he's just, he did, you know, more recently than Florida, he did Cosmo. And he, there they seem like robots, but this stuff must catch up to them eventually. So to hope for some excitement, I think if anyone beats Christian, I think it's probably Magnus Ditlev for me. I, think I, could, you... I could agree. I could agree with that. Yeah, Kat? Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to 
Christian, Magnus, Rudy, Colin. I think that that whole start list is gonna. And Matt's been injured, right? But he's coming. He's back in back on. Yeah, time, this I think. is this is Matt's first race back after being plagued with injury this year. So uh, another thing that these people have that Christian doesn't have is experience on this course. Uh, Kat, you've raced there before. It's not a wow. course that you can go out. I did a little bit of it. This was this was Kat's only ever DNF. That's the thing. Christian's been saying, hasn't he? The one thing that he thinks he needs to work the most on is his time trialing, sort of the aggressiveness of it. So is he actually yeah. that aero or were the conditions in Cozumel that good? Because we know that the other boys have been working on their aero position for so long. We'll see. It'll be exciting. At I least we get to watch this one live. I, yeah, I'm going to back Christian this weekend and I'm going to say Christian wins it easily uh magnus gets yeah. second and then it's going to be i think a great race for for third um you know and i would be looking at either for me personally i'm really looking at ben canute or rudy von berg uh but i think i think christian and magnus are going to disappear on the bike and then christian basically gets to jog 15k and then he'll race the last 6k of the of the half marathon it's yeah it's well, Go on, no. That's, that's mega. That'd be good to watch. Eighteen k, yeah. I just don't, yeah. I, I just don't. They're like robots. I don't know why you would bet against him. There's no way you, you would never bet against him for this. He might go wrong, yeah. in which case Magnus yeah. might take him. But yeah, so yeah, the women's I, is closer. Yeah, the women's will be great. So Jackie Herring, who we're big fans of. Yeah, Jackie, Sarah, Jodie, Lucy. I think honestly, I think they could all win. And Indy's got with a new coach and she's in a new place and I think she's so positive with that that yeah so Jodie Stimson has won she won Miami early in the year so she's quite good on these flat fast courses she's fit again now yeah um, I'm confident with it as well yeah Jackie Herring I mean she had an amazing race in um, Collins Cup she ran really really well there really strong race all round Sarah Perez-Sala she'll swim really well with Lucy Hall She'll bike with Lucy Hall in the most ridiculous time trial position you've ever seen. Um, if you haven't seen Sarah Perez Salah's time trial position, go have a look on Instagram. It's it's like Miguel Ingerain. Um but she rides it really well. But then she gets caught on the run. Lucy Hall's running's been quite good this year, hasn't it? Like she's been really strong. Who are you going with? I'm going Jodie Stimpson. Cat. Lucy. Lucy Hall. Yeah. It's her, it's her, I feel like it's her time to win one of these big races. Carl? She could have gone to the World 70.3 champs, but she decided not to. And I think she would have had an excellent race there. And then instead raced four back-to-back middle distances. So, And she won a few of those. Yeah, and she's she's looking good. Carl, I'm predicting reckon? an American will win the oh. men's and the women's race. Oh my God, here we go. Smoking sure. crack as always, mate. <laughs> no, go go on. on. Come on, Kyle. Uh, Jackie Hearing wins the women's race, I think. I hope so as and well, the, by the way. Yeah. And then the men's race, I don't know. Every time I don't pick Ben Canute, he goes and wins races or gets on the podium. And then whenever I pick Ben Canute, it's like Ben's not on form. So uh, I'm just conflicted. It doesn't matter. Both him and Rudy Von Berg ride the new trek, so I'm happy with either one of them <laughs> taking the win. Yeah. Um, Mark, okay, so first off, I'm gonna pick, my pick for the women is Jackie Herring. Uh, but yeah. now I'm reviewing Sarah Perez-Salas' position, and you're close with Miguel Indurain. 
but it is very <laughs> much it is very much uh, Jan Ulrich and not yeah. Miguel Indurain. It is very much Jan Ulrich. I was also thinking Chris Boardman for the hour record as well. It's a bit like that too. Yeah, but it's just very much like early two thousands where it's like bars flat and just a lot, of oppor- a lot of opportunity for wind to impede. Yeah, but it but it looks <laughs> low because they're really low. It looks fast because the bars are really low. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, and I was savaging this. She's probably wind tunnel tested this, and she'll come back with yeah, some data yeah, and we'll look silly. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's unusual. It's very un two thousand and twenty one, isn't it? There's no yeah. praying mantis. There's no high yeah. bars tuck. It's yeah. I'm going to yeah. slam my head down and go for it. That's right. That's right. It's just some good old fashioned horsepower. Yeah. 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 So people, hey, we've got a link here. Every, if Sarah can't be angry because I guarantee she'll get some followers out of this. People yeah, of will course. go on her page and she'll be no, like, big fan, "Let's see big Sarah Pires yeah. Sellers' position." Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. I agree. So, uh, what did you Who say? The men's race, Christian. Pat. I said Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Christian, cool. Christian. No, and then I think who, the, the, who the, do you guys? Yeah. Kyle. Who do you guys wish was racing this race that's not on the start list? Look, Kyle. That's easy. Uh, I wish this was. I wish this was the Collins Cup and it was a one-off race. I wish it was Daytona last year for a million agree. bucks. Yeah, I agree. I thought that I was wish... such a good, just such a good event. That's hard because, like, if they would have done that, then they would have really stuck it to Ironman. Ironman wouldn't have tried to have a pro pro race at anyone else, more than likely. Yeah, but they don't care about Ironman, do they? But also, they, they pick their we, race for you. We are all friends in a triathlon community, <laughs> all trying to get along together. Here we go. Here's a diplomatic answer. Yeah, we're not, not you know, look. ranked PTO athlete. Hey, <laughs> Gustav has been talking about the PTO rankings pretty publicly recently. Oh, we've ranked number one. Yeah, we've got some. Um, PTO rankings became the shoes, didn't it? We talked about the shoes every episode for a while. Yeah. And then we talked about something else, and now it's cones every episode, and now it's PTO oh. rankings. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Should we go? Should we just roll straight into hot takes? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, hot we'll take. start with that. So we'll start with Gustav Eden, world ranked number one on a podcast recently. So he's world ranked one, and he expressed that he's not overly happy with the point system, which is interesting because recently we've seen some of the lower ranked athletes, the, the late 20s, 30s, 40s, complain about it. But number one to come out and say that he wishes it wasn't a times-based system. He's saying it from an emotional point of view, isn't he? That it's not as fun to win a race when you're worried about the time ticking away. And I think that's something that everyone who races in triathlon can... Yeah, appreciate. I I think it's almost more relevant to the women, the the best women. Because the best men, at at best case, they win by two or three minutes. Unless you're Christian and you win by like eight minutes. But most of the time they win by one or two minutes. You get women winning winning races by twenty minutes, and having to flog themselves for the time. Can't you've done some big wins? Would you not rather have just been a chill, just like jog yeah. home? Well, honestly, I I haven't think thought about the rankings when I've been racing. I don't know if that's just me, but I I've been racing for the race, and I haven't thought, oh, I'm on Bolton, I'm winning by twenty minutes, whatever it is. Oh, I must sprint to the finish line. I was like soaking it up, cross the finish line, and then come back and enjoy it and. So I don't know. Hmm. As Am I going to take this gel so that I can get an extra couple minutes on my PTO ranking? Hmm. Yeah. I I just want to finish. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I guess where it comes down to if you're in, you know, whether you're fighting for first or whether you're fighting for 40th in the PTO rankings, you you don't want to do the math in your head of, 
what coulda, woulda, shoulda if you had two or three minutes here, two or three minutes there. And I think ultimately the breakdown is like the biggest races are the biggest races, right? If you, if you want to, if you win 70.3 worlds, if you win Kona, you want to just know that you're going to get maximum points because the depth of field, and maybe that's, if there's some way they can adjust it and they understand like, okay, we're doing depth of field rankings in this. And if it's, if the, the greatest races will earn you the greatest amount of points, I think, because I agree, you don't want to be racing for first, second, third, fourth, fifth place at Kona and thinking about, you, you know, what are your gaps? What are your splits? Like you just want to go, I want to be rewarded for winning the hardest races to win on the circuit. I totally agree. And a mate of mine, um, who's a big fan of the show, James Mitchell, who did his, we actually shouted him out once before. He's the bloke that did his first time in Mallorca. He is a super nerd. Um, he, a tri-nerd. And he's, he's, he's a bit of a business maths guru. And he's made his own ranking system. And he started a little page called Pro Tri Ranking, where he does his own. He's come up with a few anomalies and he's struggled with some areas. But basically, Pat, what he does is a times-based ranking um, where he does his own assessment of the course, but he adds in depth of field strength based on yep. their current ranking and then gives it a percentage weightage, weighting. Yep. It's quite clever. And we should, if, it, if, if he gets some more data from this and the, the, they carry on with the same ranking and we're still grumbling next year, we should maybe have him on to talk about his one because it, it's just a side interest like someone else doing a, a parallel ranking to almost hold them accountable. It's probably quite a good thing. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and it's... <clears throat> I mean, we saw what, you know, what Christian, his high score for Cozumel and that's, and it's great because he did, but there were some other factors and the depth of field, the reality is it wasn't there. So it's just like, it's hard for me to, to onboard that score. I agree. Yeah. I think we would agree on that. Um, other hot takes, Carl, what we got, what, what's going on this week? Do you, one more, one more thing about PTO points. Do mm-hmm. you think that there will be a lot of changes this weekend from the rate, the last weekend of racing? Nothing. Christian will nothing do. really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean nothing. Because Christian's only done one now; he won't get a third, will he? This is his. I'm talking. I'm talking people outside the top twenty. Because after twentieth place, everyone gets five grand. So twentieth place, you get ten grand, and then anyone twenty-one through fifty or whatever is like five grand. Yeah, it's hard to. It's hard so to. Is there anyone outside of that top ten, top twenty? Yeah. Like on the men's, it would be like Colin Chartier. Uh, Mika Tagholt, um, they're like within that threshold of they could maybe move into the top 20. Matt Hansen's 19th, so it's possible that he could drop out of that. Yeah, I mean, Colin Chartier is an interesting one, but he's actually got three fairly similar results behind him, so he, he can't... It, what you're looking for he is He would have to win. Yeah, you're looking for someone yeah. that's got two good races and a poor race that they want to remove. So when you look yeah. at this and you try and work it out, you need someone that's got two good races and a poor race. So Colin Chartier's pretty safe um michael tagholt he i'm gonna say i'm gonna say her name one more time tamara jewett she has one bad race from 70.3 boulder where she got 76 points so if she wins indian wells this weekend she could jump from 18th but to... she can't just win india wells mate that's what we've just been saying oh she's yeah she's got to think about the, the time yeah. yeah yeah there's no reason why with that those five ladies on that start list that that the winner is not going to do well in the night like they're not they should yeah. get and if everyone performs as expected there should be a 90 score there yeah i mean she so, scored 103 in 70.3 timberman what? Uh, yeah tomorrow what oh. why were you surprised car that's a lot of points <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's uh, so there's 
Also, also Lucy Hall is ranked 29th in points, and Sarah Perez Hall is ranked 34th. It's mad, so. isn't it? So Lucy Hall's ranked 29th in points, but she must have won, what, five or six races this year? I mean, what? Yeah. What? And whereas Hannah Wells is ranked above her, and she's raced outside of Australia once. Um, I like, I mean, she's a very good athlete. But, it, yeah, we're going down this rabbit hole of points again. Wins should matter as much as your time, yeah. I think. But. I almost feel like, jump do we want, you reckon Sarah do, is yeah. up... Yeah? Yeah, she's got a 60s in there. Uh, uh. Right, there you go. Sarah Parasala is the jumper. Guys, look at us doing research. We made it halfway through the episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then next one. Well, we've got one big race, but it's not something we normally cover. So, Xterra. Yeah, so Flora is looking to win her sixth Xterra world title. Um, there's also a lot of uh, USA athletes from... The Project Podium, which is the USAT kind of development program uh, that are racing. Dar Smith, um, Seth Ryder is not part of that program, but he's racing as well as his dad. Oh, um, Austin Hindman, names that we've said before that are probably the future of World Triathlon uh, Draft League racing. Um, they're all racing. And Eric Lackerstrom feel- as well, isn't he? Yeah, Eric Lackerstrom is racing. Sam Long toyed with the idea, but I think he got a little too scared of... Uh, Getting beat by Eric. Yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, the only threat here for Flora this weekend is is a mechanical based on the weather. <laughs> I, I mean, no, I mean seriously, like you can only, I mean, it's either He's, you something happens to her drive, like if it's super muddy, you shred a derailleur and you're screwed, or you know somehow you get hit. I don't think there's any or a crash, or a crash. Yeah, I mean because of the mud, but I think that's that's the only thing that's in in her in her way um so we're saying the weather's the weather's meant to be pretty bad isn't it rainy real heavy rain yeah, yeah they're predicting kind of bad weather and then yeah. uh, chelsea chelsea was spent thanksgiving with her and mentioned also that it, there's a possibility it could turn into a duathlon yeah i mean she wins it either way so that's fine yeah. and then on the men's yeah. side don't we have um hayden wild did we say yeah, yeah. hayden wild's racing that's cool because hayden wild grew up again doing a lot of mountain biking and stuff like that he's a he's a talented bike rider so if it um, if it turns into a duathlon, I would not be surprised if if Hayden won. I think he's going to win anyway. He, he's going to win anyway. Wow, you <laughs> guys think so? Yeah, I mean, Mark and I are pretty aligned here. <laughs> he's just I mean, Kyle, talented. He's just the best. I mean, what are you going to do, Kyle? He's a podium at the Olympics. Like he's just he's just better he's than everybody. he's just better than everybody else at exercise. I'm glad you right said now. it like that. He, we went cycling in Girona a few weeks ago and we cycled with Carl Smith. And if he cycles, which I'm pretty sure he does, if he cycles anything like Carl Smith, that like it's incredible. A whole other level of skill. I didn't mention yeah. this because um, I wasn't going to. So we were riding with Carl Smith and he was on a, a rival triathlon podcast who, who, I won't say the name of the podcast. Yeah, but please, don't. By, please don't. Please don't. So he's hosted by a, a former British Army guy who has their own training platform and making this really vague and his first name's the same name same as mine and his surname's Livesey and um he asked Kyle he Kyle had a crash at um uh Collins Cup <laughs> Mark asked Kyle so you know are your bike handling skills what let you down because without that you know so it looks like you need to work on your bike handling skills what are, what are you going to do to do that and Kyle said I mean I was racing motocross bikes in Australia before I started triathlon like uh I'm pretty competent. And then we went and yeah. did this Girona race with him. Carl Smith's like tail whipping his gravel bike that he's borrowed yeah, off Yann. Yeah, it's yeah. a size 61 going down these hills. Like ridiculous. It's, so if Hayden rides yeah. like him, no drama. 
No problems. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, anything, anything can happen in the rain. Um, going back to Collins cup, but yeah, I, I just, the reality is, is Hayden shows up and he's got four extra tools in his toolbox, you know? I mean, he's just, he's just that much better. So I completely agree. Yeah. I just don't see it. I see it as being a, an Olympic rollout. It's like a nice little exhibition race for Xterra. Yeah. Thor taking yeah. the women's and uh, Hayden taking yeah. the men's, hopefully. Yeah. Do they yep. film this one? Is it like, is it streamed? No, I think they do a recap show typically. Oh. Yeah. The recap show is quite good, isn't it, though? I've seen a yeah. couple of them before. They make it like an hour long YouTube sort of yeah. style affair where they get good footage out there. And Yeah, and obviously it looks, it looks great because it's on the island and yeah. Yep. We got anything else for hot takes then? Anyone got any last minute anything going on in the world? I don't think so. Uh, things are starting to heat up, I think, for the um, couples triathlon. Oh, are they? Have you been on Twitter as well? Oh. This is politics. This is pro try news, not politics try news. Oh, that's true. What there, happened on Twitter? There's a there's a debate going on Twitter, and we're not. I I don't think we should offer an opinion either way. Um, well, can't think sure we should. It's um, I will. But it was <laughs> yeah. It's essentially, it was it biased um, heterosexual couples was the was the was the point on Twitter. Though actually, nothing that was released suggests that it is actually heterosexual heterosexual couples. It is professional triathlete couples. Of which the people then questioned who it discriminates against couldn't name a single, um, a single male male or female female couple that were yeah. both professional athletes. So it was one of these arguments that was based on, um, I think it's it's based on policy and principle rather than actual practical discrimination. So potentially yeah. in future they do need to address the issue and make it clear. But at the moment, I don't think it can be classed as discriminatory because it's not actually discriminating against anyone that's eligible to race. That was my yeah. summary, Kat. I don't know. what. I mean, that's, that was my summary that you'd taken yeah. because we discussed it in depth <laughs> and I wanted a, a different opinion and you just agreed with me and it was really quite annoying. But <laughs> You wanted an yeah. argument. I wanted... Was that your guys's? Was that your guys's pillow talk on Tuesday night? Or? Yeah, pillow talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I it's gone. It's gone mad on Twitter about it. I I don't know what to take away. I mean, if there is a, I, if there are a male no, male a... couple out there, I mean, they just win the race comfortably, or they have to. We create different categories, or they find a way to deal with it. I mean, it's it. It is but, what uh, it is. But, but in this moment, we're not aware of a of a of a male male couple. Well, certainly, no one stepped forward. Um, yeah. And it's not even every. It's not even every. Um, male female couple pro couple has been invited it's, it's an invitational as well yeah um, so yeah. That, that's perhaps the discriminatory thing is that it's random invites but <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah that's that's, that's normal events pro- and that's, that's the prerogative of the yeah. organization yeah. like yeah. you don't invite every football team to the champions league you pick and choose you know but yeah. when it becomes discriminatory it doesn't state male and female couple um, yeah we'll see in the future it might change I go, yeah, I mean, that that's a separate issue, I guess, in my mind. I'm still really, this is a, this is a triathlon format that I am excited to watch and to see how, to see how it goes. And, and maybe it's a one year or two year flash in the pan, but I think it is something that's, it has been kind of fun to see. And, and, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm you also- think, you think this guy's going to televise it? You think it'll be on YouTube or something? I think so. If he's got a hundred grand to drop on prize money, just I reckon. Just the winner. That, yeah, just for the winner. Not, not a prize pool. I think they. I think they'll find a way to put this out. I think. I think so. It'll be good for the bank. It'll be good for publicity. Um, 
Yeah, I hope so because I'm I'm like Pat. I, it's one of the new announcements recently. We've been skeptics about all this stuff a lot, I and mean, me and Pat tend to align when we when we're skeptical on something. But actually, this time I'm I'm really excited. I think it could be really good fun. Yeah. Someone yeah, did suggest be... it was actually an April Fool's joke though. The whole race. <laughs> really? Oh boy. <laughs> No, they should have done it on I, Valentine's Day. Is what they should have. Oh, done, that would have been. That would have been, been cool. That would have made it a little bit better. Yeah. But. No, there's. I mean, there's still a lot of details to. To. I mean, I'm assuming it's on time trial bikes. I'm assuming it. You know, there's. But there's some of those courses and the details and those things that we haven't seen yet, right? Yeah, they're on a time trial tandem bike, actually. No, they're not. Which they're, do exist, by the way. Carl. They do exist. <laughs> I've, I know there exists because I'm trying to convince Kat to tackle the Land's End to John O'Groats uh, mixed tandem record with me, um, which is the tip to the tail of Great Britain. And there's a lot of, it's called the jog, Land's End John O'Groats. But it's like 70 hours, 50, 55 hours or something. Can you imagine? Divorce machine. 55 hours. <laughs> Divorce the machine. The argument is he would be on the front. Kat's <laughs> dad suggested that I should be the stoker sat on the back. I was, I was like, well, I'm out. Um, it's not <laughs> happening. Absolutely not. No, no, those uh, are no. I have I had two I had two buddies uh, that used to race a tandem uh, mountain bike together, and it was uh, yeah two dudes and they they would be able to hammer on that thing. But yeah, I mean the bikes just get worn out when you put three hundred fifty pounds on them. You know. Yeah, we used to have some people that would race would come on group rides on a tandem, a couple, and you don't want to take yeah. that on in a sprint because they just start winding it up and winding it up, and yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not no. sure it's on a tandem, Carl, but nice idea. <laughs> well, we can show you guys what the next four weeks going to look like before the end of the year. Obviously, off season's right around the corner. So uh, next week, we'll recap all the three races that happened this weekend. I guess four, actually, with Xterra. Um, and then we'll do some kind of end of season stuff wrap ups. And then we'll probably take a little break in January for like maybe a week. Um, and then we can do 70.3 pecan and then take another break until february and then we'll start getting fired up again in march so uh, are we gonna do enjoy- are we gonna do like a year-end best of on instagram yes. like all the like the hosts submit their top three moments of the year like those yeah. types of things yeah yeah so i think we do some awards don't we we do pro try news awards we could tr- maybe try and get some at least some voting going on but i think we each have to sort of um we have a topic didn't we decide so chelsea starts and it's short course and then we have a long course topic and then we have uh, a wrap up of um, sort of end of season awards. So for some of the gimmicky stuff that might be more interesting. So we're going to look out for that as well. And then hopefully most, we'll get most improved, most <laughs> improved athlete, most improved <laughs> and tried hardest as well. They're coming yeah, up. Yeah. We'll try and we'll try and get those people on the show just to yeah. uh, just to really degrade them in front of an audience. Yeah. And then but I mean, we've talked about having some guests on though, as far as like it wasn't at the race ranger and then we've even thought about having uh i mean can we get can we get thorsten on will he come on i think we should have thorsten on right after the end of your rankings just to discuss it with him before next year's rankings i mean i'm quite friendly with thorsten he's a great guy and he's very open about his product and his role and stuff i, I think he'd love to come on i hope so i'll reach out to him and we'll see and cool. if, I, if I can't do it, I'll get Kat's dad to do it because they talk all the time because he's an uber geek as well. So, yeah, we'll, we'll reach out to Thorsten. Stop. All right, cool. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to like us, follow us on Instagram, social media, and starting next year, we're going to be live on YouTube. So um, <laughs> be sure to follow us on you YouTube. You keep telling us this, <laughs> and I keep saying I'm not going on camera, but fine. Look how good you look, though, Mark. I want everyone to see that. (laughs) That's true. Cheers, guys. (laughs) 
See ya.